how to be dope at any entry-level job. I get asked a lot of really big open-ended questions through TikTok, through Instagram, and I have a hard time making TikToks out of topics like this. It just feels super awkward for me to be like, here's 30 seconds to address a question that for a lot of people is going to take months, if not years, to get into a groove or to find what the answer is to something that is a very smart and practical and necessary question to address. But, and it's not like there's not a shitload of TikToks out there that are like, here are the top three things you should do at every entry-level job. But I, I just can't do that type of content. I have a hard time walking away from something like that and feeling good about it. I just feel like I am... I don't know. It just feels I'm not I'm not comfortable putting out that type of content. What I am comfortable doing though is creating documents and I've done this. I think I've got like 15 or so now that are in a Dropbox folder that will be linked uh in some capacity to this in some way that have things like what we're about to talk about right now, which is how to get comfortable and confident in any entry-level job, how to ask for a raise, how to deal with an angry boss, like those types of bigger, broader topics. I love just taking time and sitting down and spending like a week or two doing a bit of a brain dump, whether I'm on the subway or wherever, to try to put as much useful information into a single document, but to also make it simple and easy to follow and actionable too. Like some of these topics you could a thousand percent write a book about, but like, let's just give you something where you can go through and be like, boom, 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 check some boxes and be in a much better position. It's also kind of wild to me that from what I understand, not a lot of this stuff is taught more broadly. So hopefully I can be a bit of a, uh, I don't know, like I want to, my brain wants to say something like, um, you know, mentor or blank type of figure in this capacity. Think of me as the dude that snuck in the back door of corporate America and after 20 years ran back out and was like, yo, I got the cheat sheets. Like, I know it's going to be on the final exam. Just let me help you get there. Uh, and the beauty of corporate America versus school is you can repurpose things and I can hand essays to you and be, basically be like, this is how it's done or here's some of the foundational work. And you can be off to the races where obviously in school that would be cheating, but corporate America, you can totally just take blueprints of how to do jobs well, pass them on to the next person, and then hopefully they can do the job even better. So let's talk about how to get comfortable and confident in any entry-level job. This is going to be about organizing yourself. I did another document on this topic that was a bit more 201 type of content than I probably should have done out of the gate because it was, this is how you can be excellent at the job what I didn't take the time to do and what still seems like a broader topic that needs to be discussed is like, what do you actually do in your first handful of days so that as emails start to fly in, as you start to get a whole bunch of different documents coming your way, like how do you actually set yourself up so that you don't feel like it is just a hot mess and you're in one of those cash grab machines that you can feel comfortable knowing where all of your utensils are, where all of your spices are. Think about this as a way to set up your kitchen so that when it comes time and somebody runs in and is like, holy shit, I need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, 
you're not scrambling around the kitchen being like, where the fuck is the peanut butter and the jelly? And do I even have bread? Somebody comes in and needs something quickly or needs your help in some capacity, you know exactly where to go to get the things that you need to accomplish whatever that thing is that somebody asked you about. Kind of the unsexy part, but again, for some reason, this is a single source of truth for this stuff, or at least a reasonable source of information, then that would be uh, that'd be fantastic. All right, so let's set a clear, repeatable way for you to have a good day, a good week, um, and be successful. First thing we're going to talk about is the system for your folders. This is the shit that I nerd out on because I just love having, and people will people will watch me share my screen in larger presentations and be like, you are a mega nerd in this space, the way that I will nest things together. But it, it first and foremost, whatever you do, hopefully these are thought starters and some very practical things for you to use, but they're also like, take them with a grain of salt. It needs to work for your brain. I hope you walk away with structural pieces that can be applicable to just about any job and any brain, but use what is going to work best for your brain. You're going to want to set up a system of folders so that as you start to get documents, you know where they go and then you can find them easily. Yes, there's a bunch of search things that you can do, but having a hot mess of a desktop is going to look weird, right? If you ever go to share your screen and you, especially if you're sharing your screen and you've got some like higher level people that are on the call and they see that your desktop is a hot mess, they're probably going to think that you're a hot mess. So some of this is just making sure that you've kind of got the right gloss on things. And some of it will actually help your day-to-day sanity because you'll be able to find things and then act on them super quickly. So setting up a system for your files especially if you're like a medium to larger size company, my recommendation is to just simply set it up by department type. Not super complicated. I've got one massive folder that's basically for my side of the company. I'm at a 100,000 person company. There are multiple brands within that company. So for my side of the 100,000 people, I just break it up by department, sales, marketing, finance, HR, et cetera. So that way my brain immediately goes to what is this person looking for? What do I need? And then where does that stemming from? Is it stemming from one of those departments? Then within each of those departments, I can do subfolders that are again, super high level and basic presentations, reports, projects, et cetera. Some of this as I describe it sounds these are these are basic elements, but again, my hunch is that no one there's not a lot of people that are trying to teach or that talk about this so that it's very easy to get into a job and you just hit go and then all of a sudden you're just kind of like scrambling and things start to get scattered. But if you take the time to start to set up a system for your folders within your first couple of weeks, that could make a huge, huge, huge difference. Certainly you want to be prepared to like pivot and make changes. But just having that will help you so that when something happens, you'd have a general sense of where to go. So by department and then by category within broader uh, buckets of stuff like presentations, reports, et cetera. And then as years turn over, just start a 2024 folder, take all your 2023 stuff and dump it into a 2023 folder. 
And all of a sudden, they, over time, and I've got 10 years worth of stuff on my laptop now, and it is it is archived in a way where probably at least eight out of 10 times, if not nine out of 10 times, if somebody's like, oh, you remember that thing from that time? I can be like, boom, this is right here. And then as things come in, it also helps me keep my email cleaner too, because I will f- save files as they hit my inbox. So I don't have to save that email. And then it's, you know, makes for a cleaner inbox. And that's part of how I get to a zero inbox. All right. So that's folders, somewhat of a natural transition into email folders. I've got a separate document for what I call and what is widely referred to as the one touch email system. It is this concept that as emails come into your queue, you touch them once. They either get deleted immediately, replied to either immediately or within 24 hours, or they get filed. And then that way you're spending less time trying to think about what to do and you see things really just in three different buckets. So A, you're quicker to respond or you're quicker to react or to understand, okay, this is what needs to happen in this situation. And then you have a much better chance of having a zero inbox, which is something by the end of the week, I think I've got two emails in my inbox right now. And going into Monday morning, I'll have zero. And it just, for at least for me and for kind of clarity and based off of how much stuff I have going on managing a department of 240, I, I need that from a headspace perspective. So I've already talked about your file folders. Your email folders are not too dissimilar. Setting them up by department or what are your critical meetings on a week-to-week basis? Right. So if you've got a staff meeting for your department, if you have like a staff meeting for other you know, people that are specialists or whatever they're calling the specific entry-level role that you have, if you can think about sorting your email either by group, team, or by meeting type, that can give you an easier way to then reference what you need to be prepared in any of those meetings. Think about it this way. As email chains start to build up and there's things that could be more easily discussed in a meeting, you usually assume it's the other way around where this meeting could have been an email. We'll get to good meeting structure in a minute. But it would be very beneficial to have a place to go to check for email to be like, hey, this email chain was a bit unclear, like let's talk about this or here are five things that we need to add onto the agenda because as the week goes through, you're identifying these topics in emails and you're putting them into this folder so that when that meeting comes up, you can very quickly be like, cool, here are the things that we need to discuss. So think one touch when you feel more comfortable, please go into my Dropbox and download the OneTouch email system document because that will be really helpful when you're ready for it. Don't try to dive right in until you already kind of feel a bit comfortable and confident. That could be a bit too aggressive to try to master out of the gate or feel like you're trying to do that immediately. But just at least set, you know, set up a similar folder structure to what I recommended for files and look for repeatable patterns with all of this stuff. Regardless of what it is, how you name it, etc., if it's something that you can consistently go to and feels like it is a solid approach for your own comfort, like that's the most important part in all of this, but hopefully these are 
some elements that you can start to to lean into that will help on a consistent basis. Last thing I'll say about email folder structure is make sure you start a folder that's just called good stuff and use it as a repository for anything even moderately positive that comes across your inbox. Especially over time, it can do you a world of good every once in a while to just go into this folder and just kind of look back because you'll remember accomplishments, which would be good just to have on archive for, you know, when it's time for a review, uh, review and you want to be able to reference, you know, when things went well or feedback that you got from somebody. It's also, also just good from like a mental health capacity. It's nice to have a folder of emails that is the only purpose of them is to reflect the good. It could be kudos. It could be when you sent an email to somebody to say, hey, great job on that, and they appreciated that note, you put that in your good stuff folder. And every once in a while, when you go into that folder, it's going to remind you how good it can feel and why you should take the time to recognize other people, say happy birthday, say, hey, you know, how is that thing that you had over the weekend? Like, People love that shit, as I'm sure you know, and as you probably feel the same way too. So if you're if you are actively collecting a repository of those types of exchanges, plus when you are recognized for doing great work, or somebody just proactively sends you a note to be like, "Hey, just want to say how much I appreciate you," uh, you need it, and you deserve an opportunity to have that stuff archived, so that every once in a while you can go in and you know, recalibrate your brain or get some positive uh, juju if you need it. All right. So we went through folders for just your general day-to-day files, folders for your emails. Let's talk about calendar structure. Most of your time as an entry-level employee is probably going to be dictated to you. You're probably not going to have a ton of meetings out of the gate as well. So a few things for consideration. Think about the tasks that you need to accomplish on any given week or month and block out time for them. Not necessarily just to do the work, though that's obviously part of why you would do this, but so that you don't forget, right? If you get a calendar reminder every Wednesday at four o'clock that says weekly report due by Friday, right? It's like, for me, I've always looked for ways to idiot proof things for myself. So setting calendar reminders for some of the basics allowed me to go super fast and be more aggressive and play more in the space outside of like the day-to-day work that was required and have more fun, like kind of expanding my wings, so to speak. Idiot proofing your calendar so that you set reminders to do the tasks that you have to accomplish on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis can be a huge way to just simplify things for yourself and carve out time to make sure that you have the time to do the work. Certainly, that some of that time is going to get overridden by other stuff, but if you at least have the reminder in there, you can start to set up these repeatable patterns that will make you feel more comfortable and confident uh, moving forward. Also, think about where you can start to insert some regular touch points for yourself and your counterparts. Just because you don't manage people doesn't mean you can't help align people. So where might there be some smart ways to have a 
biweekly touch point with every other entry level employee that came in around the same time as you for your department. And you can talk about what's working well, what's not working well. Management loves it when they see clusters of employees at various levels getting together to just talk about the business, come up with best practices, especially if you're offering solutions and recommendations coming out of it. And even if you're just networking, you are proactively doing things that are going to benefit you as an employee and an employee in the broader sense in that like you're going to hopefully have an amazing career and work at multiple places and do super cool things in all different kinds of corners of you know what type of impact you could have in any company. When you are organizing yourselves and looking for time in the calendar to just have like touch bases and talk about the business, go in with agendas to do this, but like out of the gate, think about how you can potentially infuse that. So as you set up your calendar, um, having time carved, carved out for this kind of stuff can be uh, wildly, wildly useful, especially if you have broader aspirations and you want to, you know, climb the proverbial ladder, whatever the hell you want to do with your career, you know, thinking about time like that can be incredibly helpful. Also on the calendar side, consider starting a habit of color coding things. If your staff calls are a certain color, if the meetings that are really important and you need to be specifically prepared for, whether it's an agenda or whether it's a report, whether whatever it might be, if those are bright red on your calendar and you look at your calendar at least, you know, uh, <laughs> at least on a Monday morning and you can be like, oh crap, that's right, on Thursday afternoon I have to do blank. It's so easy, especially as your calendar starts to get booked up, that it's just going to look like one big blob. So color coding can be wildly helpful for you to have a sense of where am I spending my time? If you color code your calendar and it's all blue and blue means blank, be like, wow, I spent 80% of my time doing blank. If it's a rainbow and you've got a potpourri of stuff, like it's just, it, it's so helpful to just be able to have a glance. And again, this kind of goes back to the, how to idiot proof things for yourself that could be wildly helpful to get out of the gate the right way. I have a question about calendars. Yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah. I'm not great with them. Uh, do you suggest putting personal items on the same calendar as work? I don't think there's a right yeah. answer here, but just wondered what you thought because I just recently separated them out. Yep. And now that I'm able to like turn them on and off or toggle them, yep. it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I didn't do that for so long. And for me, it's huge, but I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I have all, I try to put everything in one calendar because yeah, I just want simple. Yeah. Right. So when my day is time blocked from four a.m. till ten p.m., mm-hmm. and the four to eight a.m. is arguably personal, and then the eight to ten p.m. is arguably personal too. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to just have one sheet, one piece of paper, yep. one snapshot, and to be able to see everything. Mm-hmm. Nowadays with like the cloud-based stuff, like Kelly and I share calendar stuff, you know, Evelyn mm-hmm. even has her own little calendar. So I can see like, right, they just left for Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. I know that that's in my calendar. She knows and has it in the calendar that I've got a haircut this afternoon. Yeah. I, if I could have that all in my work calendar, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. I okay. can't cross the streams between the two, but yeah. uh, my preference is... Because you can always, again, with the color coding for me, that's mm-hmm. an easy way to just identify what's what. Mm-hmm. Um, but after at least in a family situation, 
I don't want to be like, oh, fuck, I didn't look at that yeah. calendar. Okay. Like, I just want to know that, yes. Yeah, cool. Is there Taekwondo and, you know, am I am I going to be the one that's taking her there or not? And if that's in one place, then all the better. Cool. Uh, let's see what else. Get in the habit of ch- – yeah. If No one's going to really love this, but – if you get in the habit of checking your calendars before the work week starts, whatever that means for you, if that's a Monday morning, if that's a Sunday evening, you know, with popcorn and some beer, just knowing what is there. I think a lot of Sunday scaries are built around the fear of the unknown. Take the fear of the unknown off the table. I know it doesn't sound sexy at all to be like, cool, on Sunday night, I'm going to make it a habit to look at my calendar for the week. But it's probably going to help a ton. You're not going to get caught off guard by things. You're going to at least be able to see shit. Look, whatever is best for your own mental health, like do that. For me, I feel better. I feel more mentally healthy if I know what I'm going to walk into the next day. And I will feel more like this past week was just fucking chaos across the board. And there were a couple things I was not dreading, but I was like, these are big things on my to-do list. But the fact that I could identify them, and even if they met, that meant that they lingered in my head more, I had more time to digest it and get comfortable with it. Or if I would have ignored it, and then it was like the day before, and I'm like, oh shit, that's right, I've got a big presentation tomorrow. Even if the presentation was done weeks in advance, and I just had to show up and do the shtick, I'm still feeling way better if I know walking in Monday morning that Wednesday is going to be a big day and Wednesday is going to feel hectic and chaotic, but at least I'm aware of that. And I feel like, uh, like G.I. Joe used to say, no one's half the battle. And last thing on calendars, don't be afraid to set up working sessions, right? Especially in a corporate environment. I think it can be really huge and impactful if email chain starts to go awry or there's a big project coming up, you literally block time just for working sessions but make them working sessions, make sure someone's sharing a screen and making keystrokes in real time. If everybody's just kind of doing their own thing working in a meeting setting, you're probably not going to get as far as somebody that's like the actual note taker and that is sharing their screen and being like, oh, cool. You, you mean this when I wrote this down or you mean when I move this slide around this way? Like actually have there be work that you can point to that comes out of it. All right, what did I have next? Uh, The paper stuff. If you are starting out at a company, there's probably going to be a handful of documents that you should immediately make sure that you have. And by immediately, I mean like within your first couple of weeks, that you make sure you have a copy of, and I would advocate that you actually print these out. It's just baseline information, and if you have it readily available, it would be helpful, A, because... There's way too much one-on-one stuff that people don't know at companies that don't know like off the top of their head, like, well, what are our annual goals? Again, this isn't sexy stuff. Like I'm not here to be like, this is all the super cool shit that's going to get you like really invigorated. No, these are basic things that will help you be more comfortable and confident every single day that will make you feel more invigorated and positive and approach things in a better manner moving forward because you're just simply going to enjoy what you're doing better because anything that you're more comfortable with, you're inherently going to, you're inherently going to enjoy more. So what would I print out if I was an entry-level employee starting tomorrow? I would print out my job description. 
Like there's, cause there's always what's on paper and then, then there's what you're doing. But if you at least have it and you can reference it, I think that that would be helpful, especially as you're just trying to figure out what direction is up. Having a printout copy of your job description would be super helpful, or at least make sure you've got a soft copy of it downloaded uh, to your computer. Any formal documentation of department goals, right? Like, cool, we're in marketing. But like, do you actually know the goals off the top of your head? Are there specific metrics that you're looking to hit? Some of this stuff may be spoken of so openly, you're like, no, I don't need that. Again, this is all just kind of like guiding and directional. But I would print out my job description. I'd print out department goals. I'd print out company goals just so that I've got it somewhat readily available so I could be like, oh, this is what we do and this is what we're trying to do this year. Any formal documentation of a company's values and beliefs. That's going to be fucking paint dry for a lot of people. They're going to be like, oh, that's just such bullshit that larger companies have this stuff. But it's important. And even if you printed it out and you're like, this is just does not make sense or this is not who we are, then you should know that and you should have that. And then you should look for ways you can actively engage with a beliefs committee, a values committee to try to impact change. Like it's not going to. It, nothing's going to get fixed unless you can be part of the solution. Sounds cliche and super old man of me, but like totally true. So at least having it in, hopefully your company has a solid set of beliefs and values. And then if you know what it is and you know what the language is and you can help make sure that, because we're all in this mental health game together, like we, we stress each other out at work but if we're actually adhering to what should be solid guidelines relative to beliefs and values in the corporate space, then in theory, we are doing a better job of looking out for each other's mental health. So printing out a copy of companies' values and beliefs could actually help address that, even if it helps you identify that you do not agree with them, but you want to be part of what helps create positive change in that space. Never hurts to have a high-level set of org charts for the company, just so you know structurally, like, which direction is up. I can't tell you how helpful that's going to be long-term when you start to make friends in other departments. And then certainly if there's a specific org chart for your department so you know, you know, who's your boss's boss, who's your boss's 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 boss, you know, who are some of their – it just it's, – it's a, it's a map. It's a legitimate map to how is a company set up and – Hopefully, we'll give you a whole bunch of like solid questions and at least a better understanding as to why people are where and what do they actually do. Um, you know, and some obvious things too, like I put in here, you shouldn't feel obligated to set up or to print out like an entire, you know, uh, handbook. A lot of places have employee handbooks. I'm not saying like if it's a critical 101 document, definitely print it out, but those are a few that I would strongly consider. And again, if I was thrust into an entry-level job tomorrow based off of what I've known for the past and what I've seen over the past 20 years, those are the things that I would make sure that I had printed out and readily uh, on hand. Notes. I was saying, and this was the late add to the document, but I was like, wait a minute, note-taking is probably a smart one to bring up as well. Again, I'm making some assumptions here that, and I'm trying to, start with like the very foundational elements because there's probably not a lot of note-taking classes out there. I know that it exists, but I don't know how many people are actually thinking about how can I be a better note-taker so that when I get my first job at a big company or wherever, that I can be smarter about 
the time that I have being in the meetings and what can I capture so that it all starts to make more sense and I can just be more comfortable and confident in what I'm doing. Because it's, it's pretty fucking badass to be the person that's like, yo, I remember what happened in that. Or no, wait, Dave said blank. Or, you know, Mary had the next step on blah, blah, blah. And if you've got that because you actually took notes and you've got things documented and you can be like the trusted source of truth amongst your peers, that can be wildly helpful, especially if you can do that in a way that's repeatable. You want other people to trust and rely on you. That might get annoying at times, but it is worth carrying the annoying factor around of like, people always ask me blank. People always ask you blank. It's because they trust you. And if you're good with note-taking and documenting things, I still do that. I still take on a lot of almost like quote unquote administrative tasks along those lines because I don't give a fuck about the fact that it might look weird that the VP is doing these types of things that are more, you know, ad, you know, administrative in nature than VP in nature. I could give a shit. I get addicted to the outcome. And sometimes the outcome means that I'm the note taker and that I'm the one that sends out the recaps and all that kind of good stuff. So getting good at that can be incredibly helpful doesn't matter if it's digitally or if you're writing down notes on a piece of paper. It has to work well for your brain. It has to be something where you can actually be like, okay, yes, this was useful. You want to look for obvious things. Like, what are the next steps? Like, is somebody mentioning something that's like, okay, that they basically just said that so-and-so needs to do blank. If you capture that and you have a general sense as to what is going to happen next or what should happen next, that shit's a superpower internally. A gent like note in the notes bucket, all meet. I can make a strong argument that all meetings should have an agenda, and weekly staff meeting is not an agenda. Weekly staff meeting with an agenda that is, you know, let's go through last week's reports. You know, what do we have on tap for this week? You know, top three things coming up in the quarter, like really specific elements. That's an agenda. Meeting titles are not agendas. So if you can have agendas and then there are actually recaps coming out of it, that's going to help make everything else so much easier. For what it's worth, I basically send myself emails as my way of taking notes and capturing what was an agenda and then turning it into basically almost like a running blog to myself of this is where things stand on these topics. And it also becomes very easy, and you have, at least for me, has everything in a one, you know, in a single document, quote unquote. But it's basically an email that I keep sending back to myself over and over and over again. I'll send out an agenda, and I do so for multiple meetings each week. But then I'll copy and paste that agenda into a separate email back to myself, where I take the notes. And so I just sit there and I'll type away, and I'll ask for clarification, which you should. You know, hey, tell me what you meant by that again. Does that mean when you say next week, do you mean Monday? Do you mean Friday? You know, can you can you restate that about the purpose of this project that we're working on? Don't be afraid to ask for clarity. So taking notes is a badass move to be able to always be well organized and I'm sure you know could be seen as very, very, very one oh one. Um Take do them in whatever way works best for your brain. Try to have agendas going into everything. And then if you actually have documented action items and next steps, that can be uh, that can be wildly helpful. Some goals to set. Think about 
how you can knock out some of the logistics in the first couple of weeks on the job. You're probably going to get healthcare benefits. Can you just make sure that you take some time out of the gate before things start to get hectic to go and like do all of the adult stuff that you need to do in that space? Just get it out of the way. It's so easy to let some of the stuff that's like, oh, this is not pressing. There is no deadline on it. And then when you don't want to do it is when you end up having to do it because something sat there for a while. So just knock out the easy stuff or set up your folders, get your calendar into a decent system, or at least have a thought as to what your color coding would be. Use the quiet time that you'll have before like some of the hard work starts to really come in to get all of these foundational things taken care of and, and taken off the table. Obviously, your first goal should be to understand your role, which is why I said, you know, make sure that you've got your job description uh, set out. But if you can start, if you can make how you understand your role a way that you can say, right, you're probably not going to memorize what's on the piece of paper, but if you've got your own kind of elevator pitch based off of what's on the piece of paper for your job description, that will be incredibly helpful so that as you sit down with your boss and you start to craft things like a 30, 60, 90 day plan, which you a thousand percent should, then you're doing so from actually being on the same page with, well, this is what I'm tasked with doing or, you know, and leave some gray area there. It can be very tempting to want to make everything black and white, but don't. Part of your job that's not written in your job, but I would say is part of anyone's job is to try to make the people around them better. And doing some of these things and being well organized will make you better and more helpful to other people. When you look at a 30, 60, 90 for yourself, which you should absolutely do within your first month is to build one of these and then actually go get it. Make them like make these, you know, them smart and simple. And by smart, you know, that means that they have to be, you know, something that is specifically like they're specific, they're measurable, they're actionable. I forget what the hell they are is. And then there's like a time that's put against it. All right. So think smart goals and I'll, uh, I'll put in the document exactly how that uh, smart goal is defined because <laughs> my dumbass can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, I've got it written down here. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Uh, specific, smart stands for specific, measurable, achievable, reasonable, and time-oriented. So as you go through and you do yourself a 30, 60, 90 plan, make them, you know, keep that stuff in mind. It's not easy, kind of annoying. Didn't love really getting into that type of routine and having to think that way and then holding myself to it. But good God, when you actually do that shit, it can just be be super, super accelerant for your career. Handful of bonus points, so to speak, for what I would do or what I would advocate for you to do as an entry-level employee, you know, go find where the company PowerPoint template is and download that. You know, there's nothing worse than at the last minute you're like, oh shit, I've been working on this thing, but it's not in the company look and feel. And then you don't know where to go get it. And then your presentation might be well thought through or it might look slick, but it's not like on brand. You want to keep your shit on brand. And sometimes keeping your shit on brand means actually downloading whatever the company has for PowerPoint templates and keeping one readily available and a clean one so that you can always be on brand because that makes a difference. Other bonus points, make a friend in every other department. Obviously, you want to you know, start to get to know the coworkers that you have that are within your world, 
but make a friend in every other department. When I first got to my job, the fact that one of the first people that I was most closely tied to was from the HR was a huge, huge, huge benefit. And the fact that we've become such good friends since then has just been such an amazing resource to be able to have because there's trust. And it's not about just knowing somebody and having a friend you can call out a favor for. It's about having somebody that you know and that you trust and that trusts you as well. And the fact that you can then have that throughout your career. And if you establish some of those relationships in your entry level roles, that can be huge. Take time to poke around in what is, I know that probably the arguably the most boring internet site on the planet, which is your company's intranet site, right? It's that site that almost every company has. It's like, oh, here's where you find about your healthcare benefits and here's where you find blank. There's usually a ton of shit in there that just collects dust. Go poke around. If your worst case scenario is you just know that it's there and it exists and what's in it, that's an amazing worst case scenario. So many people just totally ignore it because they're like, oh, why would I want to go? Go snoop around. And at the, at the, at the best least, so to, sp- so to speak, if you start to form an opinion on how it could be better, how it could be more well-structured, that's an amazing space to leave a thumbprint on. So spend time poking around your company's internet site. Uh, keep a running list of questions. You're going to have a thousand questions in your first month on a job. Just keep a single running list of them and then actually write down the answers with them and then keep that document. Even if some things are so basic after a week, you're like, oh, yes, everybody will know this within the first 48 hours of working here. But for some reason, the way that you write it down is said slightly differently than other folks. You might be able to help other people wrap their head around things that just immediately made sense to you, but you just still said slightly differently. So... Keep a running list of questions. Keep a running list of questions that then have the answers next to them that you find along the way. When you start becoming responsible for presenting to people, make it a habit of sending it to them the night before. That might sound really weird of like, well, wait a minute, why am I presenting to somebody and then I'm going to send them the materials to them before I present? That is a non-starter, has to happen when I'm presenting to my boss or to people up the corporate ladder in my world. Gives them a chance to digest it ahead of time. Keeps me honest as you know what to making sure I hit the deadline that I'm well prepared going into the meeting. Because if I know in my head I have to get them something the day before I'm actually presenting, A, I'm probably giving them a better chance to ask smarter questions. I'm probably avoiding any landmines in the meeting because it's not like huge surprise, blank, blank, or blank comes up and the person you're presenting to had no idea that it was going to be in there. You'd rather find that out before the meeting. In addition to all that, if you're doing that the day before, that means that you have completed yours like two days before because there's probably other review and approvals before you actually go into that. So making it a habit of sending out your presentation, whatever the hell it is you're, you're going to be utilizing in the next meeting, the day before you're presenting up the food chain, like that's a fantastic habit to get into. Setting Google alerts, last three things here. Setting Google alerts for yourself about the company can be huge, right? Even if you work at a smaller company, just knowing that something popped up in the news, or knowing that somebody at the company at a C-suite level 
got interviewed about something like those are just great facts and random things to have and to know so that if you see the CEO and you're like, oh, that was a great interview on blank that you probably never would have seen otherwise unless you did this kind of nerdy step to set up Google alerts for this stuff. But uh, it's totally worth it. Don't try to stand out by trying to stand out. You will stand out by helping others do their best around you. Just trust me on that. Going into an entry-level job, don't try to stand out by standing out. You're going to stand out if you genuinely do what you can to help those around you be better employees. And then last thing on the topic, calm always wins. Calm curiosity always wins. It is going to be very easy and you will see little clicks of people starting to form based off of their perception of the company, the perception of the environment. And there will be the always complainers, there will be the sometimes complainers, and then there will be a very small group of folks that just kind of rise above the fray from there. I'm telling you, that last bucket is the one that you want to be in. Calm curiosity always wins. Keep that approach, you're going to be money. And those are my random ass tips of what I call this, how to get comfortable and confident at any entry-level job. I know some of that might have been super basic and some of you were like, yeah, I kind of knew that, but hopefully there are shitloads of people that could use somebody to sit them down and be like, yo, here's a different, here's a way to look at or to at least remember to set some of these things up so that you don't get five years into your career and you're like, I've just been kind of winging it on this front and it's not very well organized. Get let let yourself give yourself the opportunity to have your kitchen in order because again if you know where all the ingredients are and you know where all the utensils are when somebody runs in asking for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a fire drill it'll take you two seconds to turn that shit around versus like i have no idea i haven't even opened the pantry and god knows how long so hope that helps uh, and if you want to download a copy of this there is a dropbox folder that i will link below that will have access to this and about 15 other documents you want. And if you're listening to this via a podcast or you're coming across this, this in some other capacity, my link in bio, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, is always going to have a way to get connected to my career stuff and things folder. And you'll find a treasure trove of what I've been told is super useful and free content in those spaces.